0: Live from the Pour My Beer studios in Chicago, it's the Hospitality Hangout podcast with the restaurant guy and the finance guy. We've got our self-pouring beer ready to go because it's five o'clock somewhere and we encourage you to grab a beer at home and join us.
1: I like it. I like what you did there, Shati. That was clever. Listen, I want to welcome you uh, a little more formally to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Hospitality Ventures are sharing their insights and bringing technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg. I guess I'm reintroducing, bringing him back, also known as the restaurant guy.
0: And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and of course, friendly fribbles. Can't forget the friendly fribble, Jimmy. Jimmy, I like what
1: you you did there. I like what you did there again.
0: I got to tell you, Jimmy, one of the biggest challenges restaurant operators have today, I think, is labor. I mean, can you agree
1: on that? I absolutely agree on that, that you can ask any restaurateur, I think, on a global basis, and it's labor.
0: Labor is challenging. As an operator in the market, and we've got quite a few stores in New York City, you have to look for any edge you can get, any edge you can get, Jimmy. What if there was, Jimmy, what if there was a report that showed what other restaurants were paying for labor, what if that what if you knew what everyone was paying around you? All the competition.
1: What, would you what, say? Do, you, what do you got inside information? Is that, is that like a Finra violation or something? Yes, you can't do that. Yes, yes. yes. That, that doesn't
0: exist. Jimmy, there is. I've seen it. I've seen it. Our work, our work has created the QSR Wage Report. Okay. Our work is amazing. You go to ourwork.com. They're an awesome company. They have created this QSR wage report. First of all, it's free. It costs nothing, Jimmy. I love that price. I love that. Yep. It features data. Data, 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 data. From over You're from
1: Jersey, you say data, I'm from New York, I say data.
0: Potato, potato, over 100,000 quick service jobs in over 900 zip codes, Jimmy. It gives you all that data. So our work's easy to use software, can double applicant flow and increase retention by over 30%. Jimmy, that saves money, you know that. Saves money? Right now, they are loaded in over 8,000 restaurants across brands that you may have heard, Jimmy. I don't know if you've heard of McDonald's. Mc- Mc- McDowell's? Yeah, Mc- yep, not McDowell's. That's uh, another one. And yes. by the way, that's I think it's based here in Chicago, McDowell's. Yeah. But this is McDonald's and also Domino's. Domino's uses it. So listen, Jimmy, if you want to get this report, go, go to qsrwages.com, okay? You put in the code podcast, and you get – a free gift. Okay. And you get to qsrwages.com and you get this report. It's unbelievable. And by the way, Jimmy, just so you know, over 5 million employees in the U S right now are working with our work. So all I have to say to you is one thing, Jimmy, and then What's we're going to jump in this podcast.
1: Yes. ourwork.com very good. That's you know, all I'm going to say. I I got to you, I appreciate our work more for, if probably for one reason, that's like the most accurate you've ever been with numbers. Like throughout this podcast, you're going to use, you're going to abuse some numbers, but everything you just said there, I think was accurate. Nice job on the,
0: uh, because somebody wrote it down for me, Jimmy.
1: (laughs) That is excellent.
0: All right. We've got an incredible show an incredible show.
1: I want to dive into it. So, so let's get it on. We are very excited today, uh, for, uh, to welcome and introduce our guest. um, Mr. Shreif Mityas, CEO of Bricks Holdings. For those of you who don't know Bricks Holdings, let me tell you some of the brands that I got they got brands
0: I think you're gonna know. Let me,
1: yes, let me tell you the brands. Friendlies, boom. Red Mango, boom. Smoothie factory and kitchen, boom, boom. Super salad. Orange Leaf Humble Donut and we've got a lot more to share with our friend
0: Sharif. Head spinning from all those brands. Well, you know, friendlies, I, I know you love Dairy Queen. Lo- Jim. You, I know you're, because you're Dairy you Queen, Brant Lake. Yes, Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen, Queen Brant but-
1: Lake, but I gotta tell you, I grew up on friendlies. I was telling Sharif before we started the treat we would get with my dad if we were playing nicely and he was going to play basketball and he took my, my brothers and I, give our mom a break. If we acted, if we were, we did, if we did well, when my dad was doing Doing his thing, we got to go to Friendlies, and the memories I have. And then, by the way, it never stopped. There was a Friendlies down the road for me in Middletown, Connecticut. I got to tell you, I've had Friendlies my whole life. Yes, DQ at, during the summertime it was down the road from Brantley Camp, but Friendlies has been and continues to be a place of great memories with my dad and my brothers, and now with myself and my wife and daughter. So super fun time. I just time.
0: know at Camp Camp Lennox for me up in the Berkshires, man. When you did something good, when you yes. won a sporting event or yes. a tournament or something, man, it was friendlies and a Fribble yes. or a Jim Dandy or I, I don't know if they still have the Banana Royale, but that was one of my favorites, man. I like, the banana you, royale.
1: I, I like what you said there. If you were good, if you won, yes, let's go to friendlies. Listen, we're going we to get
0: – We have to have Sharif talk. We could just talk yes. about friendlies for an hour and Maybe then I'll just say yeah.
1: – Yes, but maybe our guests don't even think he's here. He is here. But listen, we're going to bring him in in one moment. We're just going to kick off our usual Trivia Tuesday, never to be confused with Taco Tuesday. Longtime listeners know how this work works. Shatsy is a KG veteran of the Trivia Tuesdays. I'm going to give I mean, I won last
0: week, or I lost. You, last
1: You week. won last week again. You're I killing did. it, killing it.
0: you oh, We're going to give you. We're going to give you that two jobs, tr- Jimmy. I would yes. be, forget about it.
1: We're going to give you two truths and a lie about our friend Sharif. Remember, three facts. Two are true. One is, let's say, false. I don't like to use the word lie. It's false. It's fake. Here we go. Three facts. Fact one: Sharif met his wife on a dating app. Fact
0: two. He's too. No, that's that's if that's, that's false. He's too good looking. There's no way he was on the dating app. He's he's <laughs> no way. Absolutely. Not. All
1: right. Fact two: Sharif competed in the Junior Olympics. It's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Uh, fact three. I'm think about that right, fact,
1: fact three. Sharif attended every major sporting event across all sports at least once. So, okay, fact when one. we
0: speak that, I just want to ask if when we speak about, are we talking about like, U.S. Major like NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL. Yes. Is that what we're yes. talking about? Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. You didn't right. I think have I to got s- this one nailed. I think Did I know you, what it is.
1: You didn't have to uh, see a European Premier League when they visited well, the U.S. Yes, we were
0: starting it's, to get into it, that kind of stuff.
1: It's it's the majors. It's you're the main
0: Football league. Like
1: we no, getting no, into No, 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 no. No, not XFL. Not USFL. Not Canadian. We're talking okay. the majors, the big no,
0: ones. Okay. i got this nailed, Jimmy. And at the All end right. of the episode, I am gonna crush this one.
1: All right. So listen. Fact one was wife on a dating app. Fact two was junior olympics factory was ever major sporting event and finally you tune into the rest of the show you'll hear the truth about sharif at the end now we get to bring our friend sharif and he's questioning why he signed up for this who got him hooked up with us but sharif <laughs> in, in all seriousness thank you for joining us we'd love to have you introduce yourself and please introduce your amazing company because you guys are really one of my long-standing favorites in this industry and please wel- welcome to the show and thank you for being here
2: well, thank, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Shotzi. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. That's a lie. Um, He's already lying, Jimmy. No, He's already is, lying. It's, 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 it's one of my facts. Uh, uh, I, I've followed you guys for a long time, uh, and um, I always uh, always appreciate your insight into our industry and, uh, and what you bring. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here today. And as you mentioned, I have the, uh, the pleasure of um, being able to lead our team here at Bricks Holdings. And uh, we have a collection of great brands uh, obviously, you know, headlined by Friendlies, an iconic 88th birthday this year, uh, 88 years, right? Holy and, cow. Uh, it's, uh, it's, and to you guys, you know, everyone's got a Friendly story. Anytime I go really across the country, they either worked at Friendlies, they went after a sporting event, they, they had their first date over a milkshake. Um, it just brings back such great memories, and it's, you know, it's ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream uh, when you're sitting down and having a great meal? And the Jim Dandy is still there. The Banana Royale is still there. Yeah, Royale,
1: you got it, Chats.
2: It's all there. And uh, we love bringing that. But we've got a number of other great brands. Obviously, our frozen yogurt, red mango and orange leaf, our super salad, our new smoothie factory plus kitchen, uh, reconcepted and um, humble donuts. And then I'll... I'm going to wait, but we've got one yes. more coming. we got breaking we got news. More. Hold
0: off on of the breaking news because we we,
2: we're going to take a deeper dive into everything
0: going on at, at, at Bricks Holdings. But, but before we do that, I always like – I like to get to know our guests and really what makes our guests tick. Who is Sharif. How did he get to this position? I mean, I know you dabbled in movies and video games before diving into hospitality. I mean, so you're not just the CEO of this incredible restaurant holding company, but you were also listed as the most admired CEO by the Dallas Business Journal, one of the most incredible, uh, respected um, uh, periodicals in the land. I mean, (laughs) Dallas Business Journal says you are the most admired CEO. I'm going to agree with that. I would never argue with them. How did you become how did you get into the hospitality business?
1: Sure, if this is uh Shatsy's Fraser Crane moment. Yeah, I love it. I love listening. Love it.
2: He's no, listening.
0: And if you like it, by the way, for $150 bucks an hour, I could do
2: weeklies with you. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. No, you're my new press agent. Uh, so we uh <laughs> like a new shrink, by the way. That's what I meant. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, so I, uh, I my career's been mostly in, in retail uh, before this. And uh as to you pointed out, I Had the pleasure of running the Hollywood Video and Movie Gallery chain when we had—oh, you kidding me? Three thousand stores. Uh, Game Crazy was part of our group, so I got to learn how to play video games and uh, and watch lots of movies and went to the studios and did that for a while, and then um, got connected to uh, restaurants because why not? Uh, Take the hardest part of retail and add a manufacturing (laughs) facility, and now. Make like, less money, and you get to go into the restaurant industry. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely need a shrink. You got to get your head examined. My head need. examined, right? Yeah. I went, you know, selling things that had 60 percent margin. You know, down down to 5%. what we now, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's let's make it harder on ourselves. So uh, you know, have the opportunity to join the restaurant sector. Uh, as you guys know, my first real stint was uh, with TGI Fridays. I had the opportunity to be their chief experience officer for a number of years and then uh, got this great opportunity to uh, connect with the Bricks Holdings Group and um, and really just lead an amazing team here and uh, both here in Dallas, as well as we have a team up in New York uh, that uh, that leads my friendlies uh, brand for me. And uh, it's uh, it's been a great ride and looking forward to continuing to grow this portfolio. That is awesome. I, uh,
1: That that is awesome. And I want to jump in. uh, We we do have some breaking news. And clearly, I guilted our producer and partner, Julie, to let me have a little breaking news. But before I do that, I I want to replay something to our listeners that Sharif said, because he said it casually. He said it, um, as a matter of fact, because he's a a pro in this industry. He talked about adding the manufacturing facility when he mentioned retail. I can't emphasize enough, when I think about the complexity of this industry and how often misunderstood it is, imagine having a manufacturer manufacturing facility and a retail facility Either a wall apart, or maybe not even a wall apart, steps yeah. away from each other. If you think about that complexity, then I, I think the guest who projects their own experience as a guest versus what it actually takes to orchestrate the manufacturing, the retail, yeah. the guest engagement—it is a mind-blowing experience. So I, I, I couldn't I'm help but jump going in on that.
0: to a, a Nike store, Jimmy, a Nike yes. store, and, and imagine if they're making man. the sneakers it's in, a, the, in the, the back. back. Yeah. yeah, they're all—they got the yeah. sewing machines and yes. yes. the leather yes. and the yes, uh, yes.
1: So Absolutely. I love that Sharif just said that because while it rolled off him, because anyone in this industry knows that's the case, I, I love that he brought it up so I can highlight it. But listen, everyone, uh, our, all our long-term listeners know that we love breaking news. And I admit, sometimes it's maybe not breaking, although it's new to us, or or maybe we could just claim it as our own if we're breaking news. But actually, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, today we have real breaking news. Hey, David Faber over on CNBC eat you hot out. I'm breaking this news. Just <laughs> yesterday... Bricks launched their newest concept pizza, pizza jukebox. By the way, I freaking love that name. Pizza jukebox makes me smile so much. That's right. You're hearing it first on the podcast. Pizza jukebox is a new fully automated robotic pizza making concept where you can create and cook a customized pizza in wait for it three and a half minutes. It takes you um, to listen, to dance, sing along to your favorite songs Listen, Sharif, going to you. Congratulations. Can you give us the inside scoop um, on you know, your playlist on the new store and the guest experience? But I like, super excited.
0: me do with the playlist on the news. I love that. John. I love yes. how you throw those little play on words. I love that it. Throwing throw
2: it in that there. That was good. Yeah. Pizza no, Jukebox, we're, baby. We're very excited. Uh, Pizza Jukebox launched, and uh, it is our foray into fully automated restaurant dine in experience. Awesome. So forget all those guys where, you know, you order the pizza and you sit at home and wait for it delivered and you just get something in a cardboard box. You want to come to this dine-in experience and see a robot and an automated machine make a pizza. And to your point, Jimmy, in the time it lists takes you to listen to your favorite song. Yep. And so robot does it all. Takes the crusts, puts it in the machine, cheese, sauce. Actually, a little arm slices the pepperoni fresh love off that. the stick. You can add the sausage if you want. Tailor it, and in three and a half minutes for the sixteen-inch pizza, you're enjoying not just the pizza, but the, the whole experience, theater, the experience yes. of watching this thing happen just for you. And I, uh, I, yeah, I love it. Shat, you know machine, where we're going with this. You know, pizza pizza you know where we're going.
1: Pizza spins.
2: That's like yeah, a
0: record player. Yeah, Pizza Spins, the jukebox. jukebox. I love it. I love it. And, you know, and I think there's – I mean, look, I'd love to get, dig a little bit more into this because there, there, there has to be a lot more in the background of this. But yes. I know – Uh, Jimmy always says his big line is, it takes a village. I think he coined the phrase, I'm not sure, but I'm going to give him credit for it takes a village. And I think you guys have partnered up with some very good friends of ours over at Middleby and Middleby Innovation Kitchen. So shout out to those guys and their L2F. That's their whole uh, robotics kind of uh, arm to them. And Middleby is the... I mean, they, they crush it in the biz. I mean, without them, there'd be nothing being cooked in a kitchen because they own every every kitchen equipment manufacturing uh, company we, or we, brand.
1: We we wouldn't have a kitchen. We wouldn't have. Right. One. We
0: wouldn't have a kitchen. There's nothing. So, can you share a little bit about the backstory and the R and D that you did and how this came about? The name and and what you're doing with Middleby, et cetera.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, our friends at Middleby, to your point, have been great. Um, you know, we when we started talking to them, uh, they introduced us to L two F and said, "Listen, we we." like what you guys are doing. You're thinking about technology in a new way and not just about putting technology behind the scenes to save labor and, you know, waste, but actually putting technology in front of the guests to drive more of that dine-in experience. And we think we have something partnering with you guys to make that come to life. And so it was really working through, okay, so how is this going to work? How are guests going to interact with it? You know, what's the what's the kind of ordering and pickup and kind of engagement with human and machine that really would set this apart and so yeah went through kind of all that ate a lot of pizza because um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got you got to measure everything right you'd like how much yep. sauce how much cheese how much pepperoni how much sausage and you know where we're gonna get to though is personalization right so my goal on this is you know there's one thing that says consistency right robotics automation, you can always put 45 pepperoni slices every time. It's consistent. No human error. Always be the same, right? But, Jimmy, you might like 60 on yours. And, Shatsy, you might like 30 on yours.
0: Got that yeah, right. I think, I think you're a little light on the 60 on Jimmy. <laughs> well, maybe a little light.
2: But imagine now the, the robot knowing who you are when you order, knowing your preference. You're You get a personalized pizza every time the way you like it.
0: The way I you like it. it. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. Could, can you control? Can you get it like a little crispy if
2: you want a little crispy? A Little crispy? Yeah, we could do the timing on the ovens different. We could do so many things that tailors Man. everything to an individual consumer. I now love it. Now think about the power of that, even beyond pizza. So we're thinking about this now beyond this concept. How do we take that personalization? Because personalization used to be all about, and today it's about marketing. Right? I can send you a specific, you know, yep. email or a deal. How about I take personalization to food? And it's it's no longer that's a single That's where it's menu. going, man. It's, it's compared, your you know,
0: yeah, understanding consumer preferences. What do I like and get and getting what you what a consumer really wants. It's perfect. Exactly.
1: Right. I uh, sure if I think you blew Shatsy away because the fact that we just spent the last few minutes talking about pizza making, talking about personalization and Shatzi didn't bring up Seinfeld and didn't bring up Kramer and didn't bring up. He wants to put cucumber on his pizza. You can't put the you, cucumber, you put cucumber for that <laughs> Well, you can't put cucumber on a pizza. No, can't put cucumber on no. a pizza. Can't do that. Can't you do gotta that. Got to draw a line somewhere. And then there's okay. personalization and then there's there's crazy. okay there's listen, crazy. listen right. I want to stay on topic right. of innovation while uh, a launch of a pizza of pizza. To jukebox is truly uh, is out absolutely going to turn tables i'm sticking with the uh, the puns here Shanti. going to turn it. tables this is not the only innovation coming out of brix's portfolio um as we talked about at the top of the show and and sharif you were teasing it now we're going to dive into it friendlies the 88 year old brand this iconic brand is making waves talking heads with a major, and I may add, successful push. We're making friendlies relevant. We're coming back. And if I'm not mistaken, you should be wearing a green jacket, because you just won the Masters. And by the Masters, I'm not talking about that thing Tiger Wood once won. I'm talking about the Nation's Restaurant News, NRN, oh, our Please friends, that. Yep. good friends at Informa. Yep. They, the Menu Masters Award for Best Menu Revamp went to, and you already know it, went to you, Sharif, your team, and friendlies. Who said an 80-year-old brand can't innovate? So, Sharif, tell us about this great thing, because I'm super excited about what you guys are doing with friendlies.
2: Yeah, no, Jimmy, you hit it on the head is, you know, take an 88-year-old brand, make it relevant again, right? So you can't – got to take the things that are memorable about the brand and you keep those, like the Jim Dandy, like the Banana the Royale. Fribble, the Fribble? The Fribble, always going to be there but where can you make improvements around the other parts of the menu to make it more relevant make it more appealing right now to today's consumer mm-hmm. and the team just did a phenomenal job of creating some great new menu items we have huge consumer appeal and push for them a uh, couple of highlights on the new menu
0: what what are some of the things that that you've like brought that you said they were all you know old and this is what we the new the new things that people want
2: yeah, so we, we're we're all about trying to bring in kind of new, what I'll call, again, Instagramable food. Great food yeah. that people want to come. Got to look good enough on an
0: Instagram shot, right?
2: And snap photos of, right? Yep, yep sure. And so we, one example, our new cheese skirt burger. So take the cheese, fry it all the way down on the griddle, so it becomes like a nine-inch disc that sits on the burger. Right, with the bun. So you're eating the fried cheese on your way to the burger, right? Oh man, I'm getting hungry. People taking pictures of that, the you know, and and, and enjoying not just the great new food, but enjoying the experience of having it on their plate. Enjoying yeah. the experience. Of smiles
0: to everyone's faces again, baby.
2: Exactly. Well, right. You bring, it brings back some fun and joy, which is what restaurants need to be. Bring back the experience, bring back more than just great food, but having a great time with your friends and family as well.
0: I think it's awesome. You know, we just had on the podcast Doug Wilmarth from uh, from Mooyah Burger. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know uh, Jimmy's. We we've already talked about it. Jimmy's summer camp ice cream chain was Dairy Queen. Jimmy's probably going to go into his Dairy Queen theme song right now. <laughs>
1: no, I got last blasting. Do you want, a few, you no, want to no, a few bars for us? No, no, no. I was told to zip it, zip it, Jimmy,
0: zip it. Oh, really? And I yeah. told you that my camp favorite has always been Friendlies. Um, but you guys also partnered up with B.J. Novak uh, from uh, The Office fame uh, yeah. to be the official ice cream partner with his summer uh, this summer at uh, at his Eat at Chain Friendly's L.A. pop-up, which is a treat, uh, just a treat for all our West Coast friends out there because I don't think friendlies the friendlies isn't out on the West Coast, right? That's like an East Coast thing, right?
2: It, it's not. And what's been amazing is BJ Novak's been a great partner of ours. He grew up in the Northeast. So, like you. So he knows it, right? Very fond memories. So, yeah, we, he has a pop up house, Eat At Chain, in LA, in West Hollywood. Yep. Yep. He brings in iconic brands, um, you know, anything from, you know, Pizza Hut now to, you know, uh, Burger King and KFC. Um, and so we are Friendlies. The ice cream shop at the Eat Chain house all summer long. And we which did is, Which is it's absolutely awesome. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point, we had a big pop, we had the big uh, kind of grand opening celebrity event uh, in a, a, last month, and uh, 500 people showed up that wow. absolutely love friendlies in LA, and we don't have a store there.
0: But, you know, you, you got a lot of New Yorkers, needless to say, that that moved That's out to right. L.A. at some point, a lot of New Yorkers there. So and, and it, like you said, it's 88 year old chain. So they know it. So I'm thinking, do you think this will be an opportunity that that they will be like and, and now you'll attract some operators to be like, I got to get a friendlies out here. I mean, are you seeing are you seeing inbound now? Like, Massive. Sharif, I, I got to open five stores out in L.A. immediately, you know, our, our development pipeline increased tenfold. After that. I, yeah, that's awesome. I yes. think we got some other breaking news around this because this is super exciting stuff. But speaking of ice cream, speaking of friendlies, I know we're harping on friendlies a lot. And I know there's a lot more to, to bricks, but uh, it seems like you got a lot going on with friendlies right now. Yep. Um, National Ice Cream Day is just around the corner, July 16th. That is actually Jimmy's favorite day of the year, uh, yes. next to National Pizza Day. He loves yes. National <laughs> Ice Cream Day. Friendlies is going to be the official sponsor of National Ice Cream Day. I don't even know how you can get Get that, uh, you know, there's so many great ice creams out there, but friendlies it really says a lot about your brand and your quality, that you can be chosen as the, national, the official sponsor of National Ice Cream Day, partnering up with the Museum of Ice Cream. I didn't know there was a museum for ice cream. Yes. Um, but, but there, there should be, and there's a museum for ice cream and it's gonna, you're going to create the world's largest sprinkle pool right here, Jimmy at Rockefeller center. You got to put it on your calendar. Take Sylvie, Jimmy, the largest sprinkle pool at Rockefeller center. And I mean, Sylvie's going to love that. Jimmy,
1: she's going in, she's going going in. Yeah. So tell (laughs) tell us
0: about that. How'd that all come about?
2: Yeah, so we uh, we love our partners at the National Ice Cream Museum. They are in Manhattan. Uh, they obviously make a big deal out of National Ice Cream Day appropriately, and uh, we were fortunate enough to be selected as their uh, as their key sponsor. And uh, we are uh, we're going to be there. Friendly's is going to be at Rockefeller Center. We're going to be handing out great uh, samples of our ice cream and swag, and people will be able to get their Friendly's hats and shirts. And uh, we're going to have. Um, we're gonna have a lot of fun diving into some sprinkles. Is, is the
0: event on July sixteenth National um, Ice Cream
2: Day? On that day.
0: All right, everybody, All mark your calendars. Get over to Rock Center. The Christmas yep. tree will not be there, but friendlies will be there, and they're gonna right. have sprinkles and treats and swag and and God knows what's going on there. But put it in your calendar because that looks like it's gonna be an unbelievable. Are you giving out some ice cream too? Oh, lots of ice Absolutely. cream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right,
1: this is gonna be bigger, bigger than the Christmas tree lighting. This lots gonna be a bigger event. I mean, That's what a lot of people don't know is if you actually add sprinkles to ice cream, it reduces the cal- the calories in the ice cream by like 35%. And Chatsy, that's a, I, that's just, a, that's, I just did Chatsy math there because none of that is true, but it is delicious when you add sprinkles to the ice cream. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Listen, before we move on, I want to make sure we have a minute to talk about the industry um, at, at somewhat of a high level. Um, Sharif, I know you're a big believer in the customer, in the, in the guest experience. Um, and we've learned here today, and, and we certainly uh, believe, this you're giving people a reason to to come out to go out to get off the sofa go out again be with friends I believe you compare it to the the, the theater experience okay right. um, you, you can you can get movies downloaded at home but it's not the same I mean come on Chatsy, Maverick or Top Gun two on the, on your on a little screen versus the theater got to see, so the so see in the theater Jim you got to see in the theater at the theater so can you share some of your final thoughts in terms of on the future and growth of this sector um, you know especially as it relates to using tech to drive people back to in-person dining.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I'm a, like you said, I'm a big believer in how do we marry kind of great experiences with great food and create that pull for people to come back out. And I do think a lot of it can be tech enabled, right? Back to how do I personalize things for you, right? How do I ensure whether it's greeting you at the door, making sure you have your favorite drink or a personalized food item, that it's creating a pull it's creating some excitement to get back out to get back in that restaurant with your friends and family and i think technology enables us to do that so you know so imagine our hostess has an earpiece and knowing who you are jimmy based on your phone as you enter my restaurant she greets you by name she knows That's your favorite makes table
0: everyone feel warm and fuzzy hotels have been doing that for years
2: yep. years right. Right now, imagine doing that in a restaurant, right? It's like Norm back in Cheers, right? Norm. right. We know who you are. Your beer is waiting at the door, at, at, on your table, on your spot, right? That kind of theater, that experience is critical, I think, to make sure we get people to come back and really enjoy the restaurant experience once again. I, I completely
1: agree. And um, I think a lot of people feel that tech is somehow going to be intrusive and reduce the guest experience. And Sharif, you just highlighted a number of factoids and ways in which we're, we're using tech to enable a better guest experience and a more personal guest experience. Um, and I think that's what this is about. And I think when it's done right, and I think you you have it, it's it's going to really create a better experience for the guests because it's going to let our staff, front of house and otherwise, be that much more in touch and in tune with your wants and your needs. Listen, I, I want to move on to our, our talking back section. Uh, all listeners of the podcast know that that, that that Chats and I, that we like to talk about, and I'm not French, so that was really, I like to talk a lot probably too much or, or definitely, but we learned along the way that sometimes our guests had a question or two for us. So we created talking back. We're going to give our guests the, uh, the chance to ask us a question. I like to say nothing's off the table. Sharif, my friend, the microphone is yours.
2: Well, I mean, you guys obviously play again in that intersection of restaurants and technology. And one of the things I'm hearing a lot about, and I'd love your perspective on is this whole idea of dynamic pricing for restaurants. Um, Oh, good question. Is, is, is it a great good? Work. Is it going to piss off guests? I mean, you know, where, where, where does it where does it fall in your in your heads in terms of is this something that we should be looking at? You think it's a long term play? Is it certain sectors? I'd be interested in your thoughts. I love it. Chatsy, let's get it on. Let's
0: yeah, it. no, I think it's really important. I think you brought up a lot of really good points and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. So, first of all, I think. Needless to say, we know that hospitality restaurants are always very slow to embrace a change and technology, et cetera. So, um, this is kind of like the last part of it. We know in other sectors of hospitality, of the hospitality industry, or the travel and leisure, certainly uh, hotels, airlines, rental cars, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, the Ubers and the Lyfts, the, those kind of things have all embraced. Um, Dynamic pricing. I don't think anyone on an airplane today is paying the same price. It's based on time of year, time of day. You know, business travels pay more. You know, if you want to go for Christmas, you're going to pay a lot more. You, at, at a hotel room, you want to look onto the beach. That's a different price than if you want to leave, be on the ground floor, and look into a, a courtyard. So the idea of having different prices is, is not new to the consumer. I think that dynamic pricing for restaurants is a great opportunity uh, to to increase revenues. It has to be done very thoughtfully we have to really think about it the customers if the customers feel like they're being taken advantage of or ripped off that would be horrible but does a customer think they're being taken advantage of or ripped off that they pay more for a hotel room during christmas break than they do a week later in january you know i don't know but but that that's what we've been trained to do so i think it has to be thoughtful but i think for a restaurant to say that every saturday night my price should be exactly the same as on a Monday night when my, you know, it's it's a supply and demand issue at the end of the day. So I think there's an opportunity. It has to be done very thoughtful. We got to think about it, and uh, and it's it's coming. I don't think it's I don't think it's like going to be tested and go away. I think it's coming, and certainly I think the the low hanging fruit um, is just like online ordering when I think about online ordering and that convenience that you're now, um, uh, maybe getting something delivered to your house and maybe like, maybe it's snowing or it's raining, or maybe it's a high volume day based on, you know, something happening a Saturday night or something, maybe you'd pay a little bit more uh, for that than it would be on a slower time or, or it wasn't a, you know, a weather related issue. So I think it has to be thoughtful. Like you said, I think it's coming. And I think it is ultimately good for the industry because I think it will be a revenue driver and. help and help a lot of restaurant operators out a lot so i know jimmy's got a lot more to add to it and it's probably going to be better but that's my take on it it's coming and we got to embrace it
1: I see what you tried to do. First of all, Shatzi, I thought your answer was great. And I see what you tried to do there. You tried to run the clock out of me. I see what you did there. Try yeah, to run okay. it out on me. Can yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, this
0: podcast can go as long as you want, uh, Bobby.
1: I, I see what you were doing. No, listen. I, I actually think your answer was very good. I think the question is a very important one. First thing I would say, quite simply, is I think we got to really rethink the naming convention of dynamic pricing. I think a lot of people in this, in a lot of, a lot of consumers, they hear dynamic pricing, and they think uh, Uber surcharge, Lyft surcharge, and and it's always negative. And so I think, first of all, I think we really have to think about this as revenue management. Yeah, Um, revenue management. Well, that's one of the things I'm kicking around. Dynamic pricing makes people think of Uber surcharging when it rains. But to your point, um, thoughtful, you said, I also feel it has to be done with high integrity. And I say very good transparency communication and transparency. To your point, Chatsy, you know, no one's paying the same price in on an airline, but there are very few airlines that go these direct routes, so you have less choices. When, you, when you're going out to eat, if, if the guest feels that you're trying to sneak one past him or her, or it was done with, without transparency, without communication, without high integrity, they can go next door and, and, and find a place to eat. It may not be where they want it to go, but the risk that we as an industry face with revenue management, aka dynamic pricing is that we have a relationship with the guest that is uniquely different than some of these other industries. So I do think the guest is prepared to pay more for getting something they want, either maybe paying more to get a better seat at the table, to get a to get a, a better reservation, or maybe pay less if they're eat, willing to eat at a, le, you know, a less prime time. But at the end of the day, communication, transparency, high integrity, and it's revenue management.
0: Jimmy, I think this just, just, I'm just hearing this. This is coming off the wires right now, Jimmy, on my other, yes. my earpiece. Uh, yes. Breaking news, breaking news. Dynamic Pricing has just been renamed. Revenue manage- Management, according to Jimmy Frischland, branded Strategic Hospitality. Look at that breaking yes. news. Thank you, yes. Jimmy, for renaming that. We're yes. calling it RM. RM. Uh, all I, want tenths, I love it.
1: I want, yeah, I want one-tenth of one penny every time someone says Revenue Management. And very I warm. will be a very, very well. Jimmy
0: has coined a phrase, and we have just called our trademark and patent attorney, and it is now ours, Jimmy. We own that. So thank you revenue for management. that. Um, All kidding aside, let's get this baby going because we got a lot to cover, okay? We've got the food service feud coming on. This is the best part of the podcast. It is the celebrity edition. And as you know, so many famous actors, famous singers, famous people, celebrities got their start in this industry we love. They were waiters, they were bartenders, they were busboys, they were cooks, whatever. We know it happens all the time. Um, so keeping with that theme, we asked a couple hundred million people on LinkedIn on our weekly poll, and I have the answer here. Sharif, do you want to play with us a little Food Service Feud Celebrity Edition? Food Service me, Feud. you're ready. Get your hands on the buzzer. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to give you the four choices, and you guys let me know what you think, who the right answer is. Okay, which Texas-born celebrity? worked at a local Friendly's restaurant before starting a career in acting? Is it A, Angelo Jolie? Is it Hilary Duff? Was it Steve Martin or Matt LeBlanc? I'm going with
2: Matt LeBlanc.
1: Whoa, whoa,
0: I got to tell you, Jimmy, you know who beat you? Sharif beat you, and got to tell you, ding, 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 Matt LeBlanc. This man knows his friendlies history. Matt LeBlanc was, before he was on Friends worked at Friendlies. You see what he did there? So maybe that was, you know, kind of maybe that was it. serendipitous that was it. or something like that. But, yes, Matt LeBlanc worked at Friendlies before going on to Friends. So uh, that is a really interesting little trivia. And I know Jimmy's going to be using that probably when he comes to Chicago for NRA. He's going to be throwing that one out. Had every dinner he can, uh, you know. And I've got to tell you something, but just another great example of labor and our work and what they're doing and the ability to to be able to hire great people on a great platform like that. I mean, I wonder, wouldn't would Matt LeBlanc be on our work? And would, I mean, friendly should be using our work because you get quality people like Matt LeBlanc. There you go. We Perfect.
1: may never have had a Joey Tribbiani without friends. Look at that! Sorry, without friendlies, we may not have had the Joey Chebani. Okay, listen, that's, at that's the top of point, Jimmy. Yes, without there you go. There's going to be no Joey. Thank and you. Without Joey, without Joey, there may be, be no friends. Look at that. Well, do, a, when, there'd be one less friend. <laughs> one less friend. You know, when, when, a, when a butterfly waves, you know, flaps its wings in China, we get a tsunami over here. Anyway, look what Friendly just did. All right. At the top of the show, uh, we played the game, and now we're going to wrap up this game. Three facts about our friend Shreef, Two were true. One is false. A quick reminder. Fact one, Sharif met his wife on a dating app. Fact two, Sharif competed in the Junior Olympics. Fact three, Sharif attended every major sporting event across all sports at least once. Shatz, you are undefeated in this. What says you?
0: Okay, here's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm thinking that Sharif has attended every major sporting event across all sports at least once. Because i got to be honest with you. I, I mean,
1: we're talking about four sports, right? It's not that hard to do. Right. Right. I I agree with that. I think that was true. Although maybe that's maybe it's so maybe it's so attainable that that's the ruse. Maybe it's the ruse. Really? Well, I think Sharif did
0: meet his wife on the dating app. How about that? I think he did. So I am going to say that he met his wife on a dating app. And uh, I'm going to say that he competed in the Junior Olympics. And I'm going to say. no, no, I can't
1: do that. I can't Shad, do that. they're all true. No, that would be too much of a ruse on us. There's two true, one he false. Not, you he just, was
0: not in the Junior Olympics, Jimmy. Okay, I think,
1: Olympics. Shads, I think, your I think your, your perfect record is in jeopardy right now. But, Sharif, tell us the two truths and a lie.
2: The lie is I did not meet my wife on a dating app.
1: Boom. I was going Junior Olympics. I liked that one. Damn me I saw I saw it. Re- let the record show. So, wait, first of all, Cherie, tell us about the Junior Olympics.
2: I, uh, I competed. I was a wrestler growing up. So Love it. I competed for the U.S. and the Junior Olympics in Germany. Boom. Boom. Chadzie, I'm sorry. Listen, I was cheering. For, I How did you meet your wife? How did you meet your wife? Uh, uh, well, she worked for me at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was this hollywood video days was this restaurant days was, uh, the, the, before before when i was uh, back as a consultant in the retail and the there we retail go space. by, yeah. the, way, by the way
1: Bye, by man. the way by by the way somebody else there we go i was gonna say someone else on this call sorry on this podcast met their wife uh, uh on the job working you for wife, somebody Jimmy? Oh, yeah, I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we, we, we worked together, but then we weren't working Oops. together. But, oh, that's, but right. you matter. We, that's how you met You're right. We, you're right. we that's, met at work. That's right. Three yeah, no. for three on this call. So three for three. We've
0: all met our significant other at work. And I got to tell you, to me, it's the best place to meet people. I don't know why they're poo pooing the idea of meeting someone uh, at work. You spend so much time there. But that's a story for another time when I get into it in the, on the podcast. Oh, Great
1: our attorney just called it, get off that topic, please. Yeah, get, off yeah, that. Yeah, get, get off that, get off, don't get talk off about that topic. That. That's an HR nightmare, so we'll yes. leave that
0: alone. Let's get into the Branded Quickfire, okay? It's another great, great segment. It's according to Nielsen ratings that just came in yesterday, the highest rated segment on any podcast in the industrialized world <laughs> is the Branded Quickfire. Sharif, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too long, don't think too hard. Just first thing comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Where did you meet your wife? Just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> favorite ice cream flavor?
2: Black raspberry. Ice. I love that,
0: and it's like purple. Mm-hmm. I love that, I, that's my favorite flavor. And Friendly's has
2: it. Um yep. crazy Fire, from, Fire. You I'm sorry, when you say that, it's such a good flavor. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, I'm gonna get dinner from uh, Whiskey Cake. Nice. Great front-corner restaurant group here in Dallas. Oh, I love it. What is your favorite food city in the world? Uh, with all due respect to the coast, it's
0: got to be Chicago. Chicago? Here right now, i got to tell you, I had a steak dinner last night. Let me tell you something. They know, how, they know a thing or two about steak. They really yes, do. They do. Unbelievable. And, and <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they got some good food here. I agree. I'm with a whole bunch of Chicago people. Uh, where's your favorite place to travel? Uh, Turks and Caicos. Nice. You, you can't go wrong with Turks and Cakes in the Caribbean. All right, here we go. This is the big one. This is where things get a little hairy and people get into trouble and uh, friends are made and friends are lost. Okay? <laughs> okay. If you want to challenge Jimmy Rye to an old school game of Donkey Kong, you you play video games, you know a little something about video games. Yep. What do you have better odds of beating? And I'd love that Donkey Kong with that big.
2: I'm going to say I have a better chance of beating Jimmy. Than you, Shatsy. I agree. Jimmy you, don't like you, video games. Yeah, J- Jimmy's some numbers guy. He's you know he's he's. he's
1: no, he's, actually, I'm 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 good with that. I'm good to. I'm, <laughs> I think you're right. I think you'd beat Shatsy. I got to tell you, throughout yeah, junior yeah. high and throughout junior high and high school, Jimmy, you. No, I'm saying I think you'd have a better odds of beating me. Okay. You would you would be tougher. I'm sorry. You yeah. you you won this one because he beat me because while you were perfecting your Donkey Kong and, and Space Invaders, well you were you you were your middle high, middle school, junior high, high school, college. Yeah. You you were Mr. Video Game and I was what's the word for that? I don't know. Uh, social. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was.
0: Oh, oh, that's what you were doing. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, was
1: I was out. I was playing. I was, was playing.
0: The, I was like the local. City. 7-Eleven or pizza place playing the uh, Space Invaders <laughs> during class or Pac-Man, you know, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, I, I'm a video game freak. I still got to tell yes. you, The Legend of Zelda is one of my favorite games. They just came out with another one. Just launched like a couple days ago. My son, my oldest, is already playing it. It's. I mean, I love video games. You know, what am I going to tell yeah.
1: you? And there's, nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, sure, if we want to thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us uh, on the podcast and sharing all your great insights, uh, really appreciate and value what you guys and your team are doing, um, not just with legacy and, and and brands that you're refreshing and, and bringing back, but now even launching uh, new ones in Pizza Jukebox. So super exciting uh, things you're doing and, and really looking forward to these next chapters and following up with you on the success of Pizza Jukebox, which the name just makes me smile. Uh, to yeah. our listeners... If you want to get in touch with Sharif directly, um, you can email the podcast team at podcast at branded strategic.com. We'd be happy to make the introduction and it goes without saying to our listeners, uh, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We don't get to do this show for nine plus seasons and, and, and have the fortunate, uh, you know, the, 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 nicety of getting to have folks like Sharif and, and other guests come on the show. If you guys aren't continuing to, to tune in, our subscriber base is growing exponentially. Also Jim, a special thank first you. First
0: started the podcast and, and, and the only people, on the podcast where you and I, now look at where we've come.
1: Look, look where we've come. <laughs> yes. Look where we've come. We hey, get by us. the way we, we they, they, how do you get on the show I do you ask that's how you get on the show but listen <laughs> and to our friends at our work um, it's been we're a long ways away from Chico Chico's bail bonds being our uh, being our sponsor and our podcast partner so we want to thank our work for what you're doing for the industry and now what you're really doing for us and we're excited to have you part of that if you want to learn more about our work please check check out their website at ourwork.com so without further ado I'm just giving a huge shout out to Sharif congratulations to the entire bricks team I'm gonna pass it back to my boy Shatzi, to close this
0: out. Thanks Jimbo. I have a couple things to say before we close out. One of them is ourwork.com <laughs> The new, the greatest jingle ever in the history. Listen, everybody, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And, and listen, Sharif, if everybody, well, I mean, you got so many brands, I can't give one, but is it, is if I, if I go to Bricks Holdings, go, so I see it all if do. So I go to friendlies.com. You
2: know. um, Bricks Holdings. And dot what about friendlies.com? Restaurants.com. And, and, and the new
0: pizza, is that, is that, is that pizza jukebox.com? It's a jukebox.com. And uh, check nice. check out those because those are those are the iconic ones and that's the new one. So check those out. But bricksholdings.com, you'll see all the great brands that they have. Uh, everybody, thank you for joining the hospitality hangout. Cheers, everybody.
1: Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you.